Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 330 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we're happy to bring you a second episode this week because, well, some big stuff happened, finally. The, the first domino, I guess, the first big domino to actually fall uh, this offseason as it basically ends is Damian Lillard is out of Portland, but he's not heading to Miami. He's not heading to Toronto, and he's not heading to Chicago, or actually Boston apparently was an option too, but he is heading instead to Cream City. So he's he's not do, he's not going to be in Rip City any, anymore. He's going to be in Cream City. He is heading to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, for Drew Holiday, um, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Tomani Kamara, I believe Kamara, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, 2029 first that is unprotected uh two unprotected swaps uh one in 2028 and one in 2030 so that goes to the blazers uh you might have heard me say deandre ayton but that's because the suns are actually involved in this deal as well it was a three-team deal and the suns get nurkic uh they also get nasir little keon johnson and grayson allen and of course damian lillard heads to the bucks so that is the basic deal. So, um, so let's get some opinions, uh, some real quick opinions from my partner. I have not introduced them. Fong. Hello. So, uh, what was your first thought when you heard this news? Um, not gonna lie, very at first, very underwhelming. I guess I kind of expected, you know, if it ain't Miami, it ain't nothing else. But, I mean, once it happened, I mean, I was like, holy shit, let's look at the, let's look at the, you know, pieces that got moved. And maybe I'm just a little too uh, used to the move with, um, what's his name? Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Rudy Gobert. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that you have to get rid of uh, Drew and somehow put Aiden into the Bucks or not Bucks, sorry. Um the Blazers. The Blazers, yeah. And uh you know the and you know and the pick swaps and whatnot. But I mean I guess it's something that had to be done. <laughs> but yeah I'm pretty surprised it got done uh pretty like <laughs> literally like what two or three days after we recorded our last episode. I always say about like trades like this, when you don't hear any noise, it doesn't really mean anything because like when it's go time, it, it will literally take about a few hours, like, you know, sometimes, and then they have a deal. And this, this was actually kind of the case. Um, and yeah, so the Milwaukee Bucks kind of come out of nowhere to essentially steal Damian Lillard. And yeah. And I agree with you. So the first word that came to my that came to my mind when I saw this deal from uh, the Blazers and you know the uninvolved party here, Miami Heat. The first word I thought about from that from the Heat's perspective is spiteful. It was a spiteful deal to basically for Portland to not trade them to Miami, and I thought the return was pretty awful. Now. The, uh, there is a caveat here. Drew is Drew is or Blazers are looking to move Drew as well, and there he's probably going to get one or two picks at least, probably two. 
And that will kind of determine, I guess, like how good this deal was. Ultimately, I'm not a fan at all. Yeah, I mean, is what it is. I mean, it's got to get done one way or another, or else, you know, Dame has to, I guess, somehow play another season in Portland. But, I mean, the moves, I, I, I don't know. It's... um. It works out in a way. I mean, Grayson Allen's out of Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy how that happened. And he's um, going to the perfect, you know, the perfect team in a way. I, I, I'm not saying this to say anything. It's just, it's, I think it's funny. It's like one of my least uh, favorite kinds of teams in a way. Uh, and uh, Grayson Allen is on it now. So good luck, guys. Yeah. Nurkic, I mean, I don't know how much longer he has, to be honest. Uh, I mean, in terms of replacing Aiden for Nurkic, I don't know. It's a, just a slight downgrade, but with whatever you get uh, with that trade, I mean, I, I guess it somewhat works out in terms of depth. Yeah, like they did get Grayson Outland. And like Nasir Little, whatever you think about him, I don't, I don't think Keon Johnson plays much. But like, like as much as I don't love Grayson Allen, he is a depth piece. And he also fills a sort of salary slot. I think he earns like 12 million this year. Like, mm. so the Suns for the most part are like, you know, you get the Bradley Beal mats and then it's like minimums across the board. With Grayson Allen on their team, like now you have another salary slot um, that, that can, you know, put in a trade. And Nurkic kind of the same thing. Like it's, it's a salary slot, but as a player, both of these guys do add a little bit of depth. Is it quality depth? Not really, but like it's depth. And you know, they get they get rid of Aiden, which that is the piece that I really cannot get with with what the Blazers did. And we'll get into maybe this a little bit more detail later. But so apparently the deal that Miami offered was so they were gonna find a third team to dump Tyler Hero to, and then they were also going to send three unprotected firsts and all, all Miami's draft picks. So, you know, not worth much, let's be honest. Um, and then Nikola Jovic as well. So they were willing to give up that deal. So what, what do you think compared to this one that, that they actually settled for? Eh, I thought it was all right. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest, when it comes to these type of deals nowadays, I mean, like I said, it just feels a little underwhelming, but it it just has to work out, I guess, in a way for each team to be happy enough, I guess. But uh, so, like, that's my that's my thing. I look, I'm not an Aiden guy, and I'm look. Let's get this out of the way. I there is a bias. I will admit, like, I wanted Dane to Miami. I just thought it made all the sense in the world. Mm -hmm. Of course, the return isn't great. It wasn't going to be great, but like, the idea was like. You know, their package wasn't good enough for Dame. And then they accepted a package that wasn't good enough for Dame from another team. Hmm. Because the main piece that they got back. So Drew, like it's been reported, they're probably not going to keep. And again, he, he kind of, he will determine like if this is a good deal or not. So instead they got Tomani Kamara. Again, I don't know. I don't know who that is. You get up, you get one draft pick, two swaps. Like not as valuable as draft picks, but there it's something for Damian Lillard. So like the ultimate return is that you get eight and three and three picks essentially. Like if you even want to call it that, 
that is a god awful return. I might you might as well have taken Tyler Hero in my opinion and Nikola Jovic because like again I'm not a fan of Aiden at all. Like I think he kind of is what he is. I know he's young, but he's a guy that's been known to be kind of unmotivated. I have said before, Chris Paul being on the Suns with Chris Paul. He was on his way to becoming Andre Drummond before Chris Paul set him right and said, you are going to roll to the rim and I am going to set you up and that is your best spot. Instead, this fucker basically wanted to do fadeaways. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to play on the perimeter. He wanted to play like Giannis. But the main point is kind of an idiot, doesn't play hard all the time, probably just doesn't really, just doesn't seem like that kind of guy that I would want on my team, in my opinion. And again, like your main return is that you get a, per, a an unprotected first and two swaps and DeAndre A. That is a terrible return. Yeah. I'm I'm wondering if the third team being the Suns were in the midst of when Miami and uh whatchamacallit, Portland were uh, in the talks because, I mean, it'd be nice if the Suns were, you know, that third team that would have uh, accommodate the Heat to bring um, Dame to the Heat. But I don't know. Like I said, I don't remember what the Heat have in terms of uh, what they could provide in terms of picks. I know they want, they were willing to give Hero and Jovic, but other than that, like, yeah, you just got <laughs> I guess do the Heat have those type of picks like um, what you might call it? Uh, like Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee had. Well, they said like three uh, three unprotected firsts. So like, it's sure like again, Miami picks probably just worthless because they're such a great organization. Like they're probably just not gonna suck. But I like there's no guarantee like the Milwaukee picks are gonna be any good. And again, like take take away take away the um, take away the take away the picks like it's Aiden you got Aiden in the deal so <laughs> again like Drew Drew will ultimately determine whether whether this is a good deal or not but like all this talk about like the Miami Heat's deal is just not good enough but like you, you know like sure they maybe they didn't offer up Caleb Martin and I imagined there was a version where like Duncan Robinson was in it is that that's not a great return either but mm. like at the same time that like I don't think I didn't think it was a horrible deal. Like Jovic has some potential. I don't know if it'll be actually be any good, but like Hero's a good player. He's a bit redundant. I get it. But you basically traded away for a guy that quote unquote fits better on your team. And you know, you know the F word, like the fit word. And again, I just don't think Aiden is like a good I don't think he's a really he's a fine player. He's not a great player, not probably not even probably like skeetering on the edge of good just all this talk about like how the miami heat deal was really really bad and you settle for one that's not like i don't think it's better straight up like if you want to make the argument it is sure again drew will ultimately determine it and that's going to be the interesting piece that's going to probably take a little bit to manifest and i guess i'll grade it back when if drew gets him another great return yeah, I guess we shall see. Uh, a little bit of detail, um, just from just reading from Shams and uh, Chris Haynes today, uh, just like the behind the scenes about the deal. So uh, apparently Dame was willing to go into training camp with the Blazers, 
but Joe Cronin squashed that and he said he wanted a deal done before training camp. He wanted to avoid the awkwardness. And he had, he had actually said like, they've cropped, like Dame actually said, if you're not trading me to Miami, then I'll just, I'll just rescind my trade request. But Joe Cronin said, no, we've crossed the line. We can't go back. Mm. You know, think what you think what you want about that. Like I, I can see it from both sides on that one. Um, so Portland uh, um, only talked to Miami once during this entire uh, during this entire saga, like in this entire two two three month period, and it was at summer league uh, when they were both in Vegas, and they actually didn't even didn't even meet in person. They actually talked on the phone. Joe, um, so it was Joe Cronin and the VP of the Heat, uh, Andy Ellisberg, and apparently on the on that call. You know, they they talk and Joe Cronin said he wanted Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. And, you know, he Andy, Andy Ellisberg hears that and just immediately thinks you're not serious about it, about a deal at all. And that was the only time they ever talked. Just think about that. Ah, oh, man. Imagine they kept on talking. I feel like the deal between he and Portland would have mellowed down by now ever you know, since the summer league, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, who knows? I guess uh, <laughs> the stars are in line for this one, I guess. So, as I mentioned earlier, the Heat offered a um, Tyler Hero to a third team. They were going to work on a third team, the Heat said. So, mm-hmm. believe who you who you want to believe. Uh, Jovic and three firsts, as I mentioned, and multiple second rounders and swaps as well. But Portland had no interest in it. And again, that was the only time they ever talked. Um, Dame was to prepare, like in the midst of all this, um, he had, so we'll get into a meeting later on, but during this process, Dame started to kind of get this sense that he wasn't going to Miami and he was prepared to actually play for another team. Uh, so much so that, you know, Jason Tatum actually tried to recruit him to Boston. Like that was kind of, kind of a thing. Like, we don't know if talks ever got any, got far or at all, but the Boston was an option for him. And he he seemed to be okay with going there. I, I, well, I don't know the details, but like that was one of his options. Um, Cronin apparently in the middle of September just stopped responding to Aaron Goodwin, who's a Damian Lillard's agent, in early to mid September, keeping uh, Dame's camp in the dark for about the last three weeks. They did not talk at all. Like they just he, they they basically didn't let Dame Dame know about anything going on with the with the. Uh, with the negotiations uh so dame so damian lillard and joe cronin the gm apparently they met on september 5th dame at that point knew he wasn't going to miami because joe basically made it very clear if i am going to be forced to trade you to miami i am i am sucking every at single asset that they have and at that point dame just knew and like since he knew he wasn't going to Miami, as I mentioned earlier, he was going to withdraw his trade request, trade request. But Joe Cronin declined declined that request. That basically didn't let him take back his trade request and said that there was no going back. And Dame was shocked and ended the meeting and told him to go away. Uh, Dame would actually go back to start working out the at the Blazers facility uh, starting on September 11th. And apparently he went to the facility eight times during that period until now. And Joe apparently did not greet him 
like once during the entire thing, uh, during the entire time he was there. Like he would he would be going there, dapping up players, dapping up staff members. He was like he was still like being friendly to everyone, but Joe just was giving him the cold shoulder. Yeah, I I get. I mean, like you said, he's trying to cut ties. I guess um, kind of a I wouldn't say more of an asshole move, but more of ruthless. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be still friendly with him if, uh, when you know, regardless, I feel. Well, like, how did the blackout work out? Well, apparently it got so contentious and just, to a certain degree, ridiculous that by the 23rd of September, there was a Zoom meeting between officials, Joe Cronin, a team attorney from from, uh, Portland, Damian Lillard, Aaron Goodwin, and Ron Klemper, the general counsel for the MBP, MBPA, to open up lines of communication between Blazers and Dames Camp. So to summarize, they had a meeting about this to, to tell Joe Cronin to stop ignoring Aaron Goodwin in this. And the meeting was said to be volatile at points. And the, the main issue that was kind of discussed was the trust issues between uh, each other. Like that's how, I guess, bad the situation got. And after the meeting, Joe and uh, Aaron Goodwin would start communicating again, and he they would get they they would get information on how the negotiations were going. And uh, yeah, that's basically kind of the really ugly behind the scenes stuff in, in the in the um, in the in the Damian Lillard saga. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I. I feel like Dame should have had a voice in all this, but at the same time, if you're gonna give the cold shoulder again, it's it's just not pretty. <laughs> like if you're willing to trade this player to another team, to I mean, it, it, I know it's tough to trade him to a team that he's wanting to go to because there's so many circumstances. But I mean, gotta talk things out, especially if Dame was willing to, you know resend his trade clause yeah like okay like i'll admit this i'm t- i'm mostly saying this from the player's perspective there was also like i did read something about uh joe and th- th- from his perspective apparently aaron goodwin like during this time was like sending out feelers saying you know dame won't dame will just request another trade uh if he's traded to another team kind of trying to essentially um circumvent like trade negotiations and like I-, I would get that why that would be pretty annoying if you're joe and like the blazers organization where you know like you're trying to make a a good faith deal with another team and you know aaron goodwin's out here saying like I- you- look you trade for him he's not going to want to be there so don't trade for him so if you're going to trade for him like you're you know you're not going to get the actual asset that you think you're trading for if that makes sense and I, I can get why that's annoying. Like that that would be, I guess, the counter argument. I guess the other counter argument is like, you know, then just try and at least like talk to the heat and see what you can get instead of like just making these claims about I'm gonna milk everything they have and just never actually talk to them, which is weird to me. Look, I, I, I'll admit, I'm on the player side, always on these things. I could give a flying fuck what organizations deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's just me. I'm gonna be biased in this, but 
Like, yeah. it, it, like but that is kind of how you have to do things sometimes. You have to truly be ruthless when it comes to business like this. Yeah. In, in a way, it feels kind of rushed, I guess, with this kind of trade. Um, I mean, like you said, he should have talked to uh, the Heat to see what kind of deal they could have provided and maybe to you know, other teams, they may be, uh, you know, interested in going to and see what their deal is. And, you know, out of all those deals, inclu- including the, I guess, three-team deal or three-team trade deals, uh, if, you know, some team does come across, just got to weigh the options, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt to at least talk to the Heat and see what they can do. Now, I did hear, like, the Heat were kind of disrespectful during this during this process, too. Like, they were very arrogant about this. Like, you, you heard the reports about, like, them just saying, okay, go ahead. Go find another deal and see if you can find another deal. Like, apparently, they weren't willing to up their price either. So, like, that's the some of the rumors that I've heard. You know, we don't know. But, like, the best that we can do is just, like talk about it from everyone's perspective like to get the full picture like you know each story has two sides or two sides or more so it's, it's good to just understand each side um so this this was uh interesting to me raptors did want dame but dame was not interested in going to toronto which that's interesting to me mm. um he was particular especially once it looked like miami just wasn't an option he was particularly shifting his focus to the brooklyn nets and of course, the Milwaukee Bucks. And here's the interesting thing. Milwaukee only got into the mix this week. They only started talking this week. So again, going back to the thing of like, you know, it, it doesn't seem like anything's forming. Like, you know, you don't need time to re- for anything to form, really. Like, you only need about a few hours. But in this case, it was a few days. But it happened two months and it only took about a few days for the deal to come to fruition. Yeah. I mean, Nets do have a lot of assets, but I mean, Bucks. Well, that's a, well, that's another different story. I I didn't expect them to have any assets to you know provide to Portland, to be honest. But hey, they got it done. So credit to them. And uh, yeah, so the the next piece of this, uh, the Suns and the Blazers apparently have been working on a Nurkic and Aiton swap since July. Jesus, but, but they needed a, a way to work it out. So that the Portland doesn't enter the tax, which sure, mm. um, it's like it's look, I, I'm I'm not interested in that stuff. Like you're a, you're a fucking owner, you own a team, pay pay the fucking tax. I don't give a shit. But uh, yeah, Portland really wanted Aiton, and Suns apparently think that Darkish will be a better fit. Uh, I will kind of add to that. I will say this: Aiton wasn't great at guarding Jokic. Nurk might look. This is purely theoretical i have no clue how he's guarded Jokic in the past maybe he's a better guard maybe he can like just soak him like maybe he's just a a, he's a burly guy maybe he can just hold up against Jokic a little better maybe i'm gonna have to see more games (laughs) to get a better feeling but i don't know to me Nurkic has been somewhat of a injury prone type uh center and i mean when he is healthy i mean he's Pretty good, I he's, gotta he's say. Yeah. But I mean, with age and you know, like I said, the injury proneness to him, it's it's kind of a slight downgrade from A in, in a way, in my opinion. You wanna take a you wanna take a guess of how old Nurkish is? 
I know he's still young. <laughs> I feel like it's he's like thirty. He's twenty nine, so he's actually Ooh. even younger. Okay, but like I thought he was like thirty four. Like with the way he's been talked about, like he's he's not been good the past few years. So I don't know what this is about. Like I guess they just really didn't want Aiden around, which I can get. Like the dude just see just seems to be a bit bit of an idiot. Um, mm. just a bit, like think thinks he's too good for this kind of shit sometimes i don't know but like i guess nurkish will fit better but like i don't know it's something that ultimately i don't think matters all that much because you are like you you're gonna live and die by the big three in with phoenix and again they did get more depth so like that is a good thing for the suns mm, oh yeah uh so raptors wanted a deal with the with portland and of course i said dame was not interested this is the part that made me laugh so Raptors wanted a deal with Portland. Portland apparently wouldn't do a deal without Grady Dick, which you know make it you know make your dick make your dick puns your dick jokes. But apparently they wanted to do a deal. The Raptors um, they didn't they wanted to do a deal where they did not have to give uh, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, or uh, Scotty Barnes. <sighs> Talk about wanting your cake and eat it too like they wanted their cake and to eat it and they wanted your cake and your pizza and just everything that you have and just so they just and they don't have to give you anything that's basically like the attitude that is very annoying with with this raptors front office man i mean what what else do they really have to give Again, other than those three grady dick but like you still have yeah. to get to the salary it's like what? What are you guys doing? Like, I don't get it. But uh, like, are they gonna include it, like four unprotected first rounders? Because they that's... would. I assume they would have to. Like, there is a world where I can see Masai. I'll give you one. It's like go go, <laughs> go, sh- go shove that pick up your ass, and then I'll just hang up the phone on him. This is getting yeah, annoying. Pretty much. So, yeah, I thought I thought that was uh, genuinely funny. Um, but ultimately, the team that he went to is the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, Giannis have been making comments about, like, look, I want, like, this team's got to prove to me that they want to win as as hard as as hard as me. There you fucking go. There you fucking go. <laughs> it's just, this is them catering to, to uh, Giannis's demands. And, you know, credit to them for, you know, credit to them for actually being able to pull this off. Because this is a great trade for the Bucks. Now, granted, losing Drew will hurt them on defense. Like you are going from one of the best guard defenders in the league, the best one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, to one of the worst. So, you know, it's going to be a huge downgrade on that end. But it, in terms of the offensive upgrade, like assuming that there's no slippage from Dame, this is going to be this is really really incredible, like upgrade on offense. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And like you said, keeping Giannis around after all the stuff that he <laughs> he's been talking about. I mean, that's also another plus. Um, now, let's see. I guess let's get to the deals of how long, how much longer Dame is going to stick around because his deal should be up pretty soon. I assume. So he actually signed an extension. He has four years. You want to guess the? I have it written down. Are you looking at the money? Sadly, I I just saw it. Okay, well, that's no fun. 
Well, he has four years, $216 million left on his deal. Last year, player option for $63.2 billion. Jesus. <laughs> yep, it's a lot of cash. I mean, the, Milwaukee, I mean, I'm not going to lie, with the team that they have set up, they're going to be a pretty formidable force for, you know, that uh, like next, what, three, four years if, you know, Dame is still. I'll give it two, honestly. Yeah, right. Dame, how old is Dame? 33. Oh, well, yeah, hopefully Dame is still up to par. It's definitely not going to be, you know, the old Dame time, but I mean, he'll probably adapt to, you know, how Chris Paul (laughs) has been, uh, you know, sticking around in this league, I guess. So I think Dame is going to really help Giannis on offense. Like, and I think, like, it's going to be a vice versa type thing. Like, Giannis doesn't have to do as much initiating. Like, Dame will initiate. Like, Chris Middleton can initiate a little bit, too. And then, like, Giannis can just, like, focus more on just being the role man because I'm tired of this Giannis at point guard stuff. Like, sure, it, it's a it's a really incredible thing that you can go to, but it should not be your primary option. Now, sure, against, like, the 25 best worst teams in the league, like 25 teams in the league, like, that's fine. Like, he can be, he can just bulldoze his way to the rim. But we've seen so many times in the playoffs that you can build a wall around him and he will just kind of try and bulldoze through you. And, like, the way I describe the way Giannis plays is that he holds down right trigger and then he drives at you in 2K. And then you he just hopes that he activates a layup animation and, like, you know, gets fouled or, you know, hope to God that the, he makes the layup. And it just he need he's just not really an initiator. And if he ever wants to be an initiator, he needs to add more moves. But it's been quite a few years. I, I don't know if it's happening. So getting Dame like a legit, you know, table setter, a, a threat from, you know, like from basically as soon as he crosses half court, like there's gonna be times where they're gonna have to like like trap um Damian Lillard, and then you have you have um Giannis rolling to the rim like with no one on him like that's that's devastating oh yeah and you know with well I guess with Mike uh what's so it's not Boonholzer anymore yeah it's it's not Griffin. it's Adrian Griffin so yeah with Adrian Griffin now being head coach I feel like a lot more things will happen compared to Boonholzer I can't pronounce Bozer Bozer. Uh, uh, <laughs> Hooten Bozer. Hooten Bozer. Hooten Bozer. Uh, That's not his real name, by the way. Yeah. I, I just can't pronounce it. The old coach. <laughs> I'm just going to say. We just call him Bud. Yeah, Bud. But uh, yeah, I feel like it'll walk a lot more rounded offense compared to uh, Bud. But um, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, you know, with Bud on the floor, it felt like more. I don't, it's not typical, but it, it's the same old, same old, I guess you could say. Like, it's going to be like, a like you imagine it's a lot of the good stuff from Bud is going to carry over. But at the same time, you assume that they're going to try new things. Like, not just, you know, not just, again, with Giannis up top trying to just bulldoze his way to the rim and it's it not working. Like, they're going to, I hope they're going to try out new stuff and hopefully it does work. By the way, you want to talk about Ruthless. The Bucks fired Boonholzer 
like a week after his brother died. That's ruthless. Ooh. Yeah, that is ruthless. Jesus. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So Damian Lillard has four years, 216 million left on his deal. Uh, so Giannis is eligible to sign an extension for three years, 186.6 million this offseason. And right now, maybe he's like thinking about it a little bit more than he was. But apparently next offseason, he can sign a four-year, $260 million extension. That is a good $86 million, well, not but $74 million more than what he can sign for right now. It's just, man, like, I guess, like, I guess my question to you, would you sign that extension, uh, right? Would you sign the three-year extension right now, or do you think you should wait till next year? It's I saying, should you go the Sabonis route or <laughs> uh, wait it out? But or you know the Sabonis route, the yeah. the other route. Yeah, the the other route. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's tough. I I mean, with a player like Giannis, I feel like he can wait out that uh, next off season. But damn, <laughs> that that it's just the money. It just keeps on going up and up and up and i guess if he does sign that next season jesus he, he I, i'm gonna assume he's gonna be the most paid player in the nba at that point i mean that that number is just gonna keep going up like the exactly. NBA is just making tons of money and it's yeah. just gonna keep going up like one of these days we will get a one billion dollar deal at some point dear god that's... that's really far down the line but it will happen money just keeps getting better and granted ratings aren't exactly amazing but hey the, the kings are back in the playoffs and hey ratings are at all-time high all of a sudden hmm? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hopefully we can uh, you know actually use that money for the players i mean they do like they, they're actually pretty good about that but you, oh yeah you know, but it, either way like Giannis has a decision on his hands um I don't know if he signs that extension honestly like I would I would wait for next year like you mm-hmm. li- like Giannis will lose basically nothing if he waits on um, you know even I think if a catastrophic injury happens I think he still gets that uh 260 uh next year mm. or next offseason oh yeah just wait uh okay well you know, this is Sack King's therapy, so we are going to kind of loop back to the Kings, and this is really, this is kind, it, it's not really a top air conversation because there isn't a really realistic trade that the Kings could make in this situation. So a lot of people are talking about Drew and where he's going to go. Like, a lot of contenders are going to be calling uh, Portland about Drew Holiday because he is a championship-level player, and he is a t- he is a guy that fits on a lot of teams and you know just to i guess do essentially almost do a due diligence type just because we're a king's podcast should the kings look to try and get drew yeah that's tough i feel like for drew it's gonna involve maybe one pick and a player and that player i feel like is donovan mitchell which i'm not Davion Mitchell. Davy, Jesus, I I did it again, but well, though here's the thing that's tricky about it. It's actually like there's no practical way of the Kings actually getting to Drew's number, 
So mm. it probably isn't happening. But like, let's just say, let's just take the salary. Uh, let's just say for whatever dumbass reason, he gets bought out for some reason. Okay. <laughs> like, let's just say, you see, it wouldn't be a real. That's the thing. It wouldn't be a realistic option. But let's just say you don't have to give up like too much. Let's just say you give up Davion and, and another player. Like, would you do it? Depends on who the other player is. And at the same time, I'm still iffy about giving up Davion as of right now still, um, especially since Drew is, I want to say, 30. He's 33, I think, too. Yeah. Like, he's either 32 or 33. He, he's not exactly a spring chicken. Yeah. So, I mean, giving up a young player for a slightly older player that might be, you know, on its uh, downward part of the his career i i'm not willing to take that risk to be honest yeah it's tricky with drew like there were some people that were mocking like us um like not mock not like making fun of us but like they were like doing fake trades where we send one of herder or barnes and davion to to get drew which is i mean that's uh, that's okay but the but the thing is like if you do do that you got a really small backcourt like Drew, granted, can guard up like no other. Like he can guard like just about any wing in the league, like reliably. It, but like that is a small like backcourt with him and Fox. Like this is that's just really, really small. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm not like it's, granted, I would love Drew on this team. Like he really would add an incredible like defensive dimension to, to this team. But it like you have to take take into like factor the cost to get him, and you're gonna have to give up pieces. And like I just don't know, like considering his age, and you know he does have offensive limitations. Like there's a reason why like people are saying he's such a or Dame is such an offensive upgrade over him. Like they he's not really a point guard, but he's a shooting guard that is not really that threatening as a perimeter player, if that makes sense. He's really mostly an inside player who's 6'3". And that's mm. tough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, it would be interesting, but I think ultimately you just have to give up too much if you're the Kings. Oh, yeah. However, one team that is actually legitimately interesting, although I don't know if they have much to offer that's that intriguing, there's a lot of Warriors talk right now um, about him going to the Warriors, and boy, would that be a perfect fit. Ooh, are we saying to put Chris Paul still at one and Drew at two then? (laughs) No, Chris Paul is going to be in Portland, if that's the case. Oh, ooh, okay. (laughs) Uh, uh. Look, here's here's my pitch for it. Wouldn't it just be the perfect, like the actual perfect pairing? Like Chris Paul gets to go to another team to make them better. And then Drew would just be able to, you know, like fit in seamlessly. Like he's not, he can play off ball. And then like on the other side, he can defend the hell out of anyone on the other team. Like, you know, I, I imagine the package will look something like Chris Paul and uh, like Kaminga and Moody probably to, to the Blazers. And cause like, they're going to want young guys and picks for Mm. Drew and like that actually kind of makes sense to me the thing is like that is kind of weird if you just if you trade Chris Paul for him just because you literally just traded for the guy and like 
and you're basically like been talking about him all summer and just wondering how you're going to fit that in and then like i guess the way you're going to fit that in is by trading into another team jesus <laughs> it, it is a little weird but yeah i mean it's it's gotta happen if uh you want that slight up well not even a slight i i would say a major I upgrade i think it's a big upgrade he provides yeah. something that Chris Paul provides a lot, but it's not what I would think the Warriors would need, like in terms of his offensive impact. Mm-hmm. And like Drew, I just feel he's such a, a much better plug and play type guy. Oh, yeah. You know, would it be pretty funny if somehow the Heat got involved? <laughs> I don't think, I just don't think that's happening anymore. I think there's a real, like, I think there's a real grudge match between the two teams, Portland mm. and the Heat. I mean, that would be funny. Like he, granted, they they need they, they. I don't. I wouldn't say they don't need Drew. He'd be great on that in that squad. But at the same time, like what they needed was offense, and like he Drew's not really that guy. Oh no! Yeah, like that's why I thought Dame would have been just perfect. Like you have a legitimate like first option uh, offensive player. Jimmy Butler is amazing in spurts as the main as the main score he's not like a dame level type main score and like if you have dame like you know you can slide jimmy back to like second option and then bam's the third option and jimmy can pick his spots and you know um dame can handle like the volume scoring and then they would have the defense behind them to like really be able to offset some of the off some of the defensive limitations of dame Hmm. yeah i mean We'll see what the teams around the league will, uh, you know, say to, uh, I guess, get Drew. I mean, it's pretty much going to have to be any playoff team in my mind. Um, maybe Lakers. I don't want him to go to a Western Conference team. Like, I just I just <laughs> like talked about him going to the Warriors and like that would be a great fit. I don't want that to happen. That's going to make things really tough for the Kings. That's true. In the same right. division. I mean who else would uh i mean like you said lots of people would love drew in their team and you're right i would hate him in the western conference uh uh especially with you know fox uh you know being guard against him but <sighs> i mean it's a lot of choices i guess you could say there is a lot of choices, but like, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. He's an interesting uh, guy that could actually swing a championship, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so th- this is another note I just want to quickly talk about. I think this trade, particularly for Milwaukee, that this will determine how much more important offenses, how much more valuable offenses compared to defense. Because again, like Milwaukee literally just downgraded so much in defense but upgraded so much on offense that in in a offensive heavy league in an offensive driven league like you know offense is just weighed more than defenses and i want to see if like it makes that big of a difference like I, i'm just curious i'm really curious to see what the bucks look like like and you know we'll see if the bucks could cover for dame like dame is gonna get hunted like at the highest levels now in, in the playoffs and we'll see if like Giannis can actually like cover those mistakes and of course Brooke Lopez is still there like Chris Middleton's a really good wing defender but again they lost their legitimate like perimeter stopper and you know they, they made things a lot better on offense but I want to see I want to see if this is my theory not even it's not my theory but like 
it does get to, getting better on offense sh- is that just that much more valuable than it is getting better on defense i feel like that's a tough say now in the regular season i feel like it won't matter as much but definitely when it comes to the playoffs now i feel like defense will play a huge role in certain circumstances when it comes down to that sort of set it sets like, jesus i'm just going rounds yeah like I, i'd be very interested because when they won the championship holy shit it was it, it is legitimately one of the worst offense of it I, i've ever seen i compared it to the king's deep to the king's offense at that point like it was <laughs> that bad it really wasn't that different like except they have like better talent and like they they were an incredible defense and let's be honest they barely won that championship to a certain degree i know they ended in a six in pretty impressive fashion that was a terrible offense but a great defense and like i, mean, I just remember that being one of the ugliest championships in the past and in, in the past like one i've seen for sure so i'm curious to see what the bucks look like and does like does that make them the best team in in the east probably and we'll, we'll see like come playoff time like how important that is oh yeah we shall see and of course, let's end it on this. Look, Miami struck out. There's no other way to look at this. Like, they basically kind of needed to make the Dame trade, in my opinion. And now, like, they're not going to get Dame. They lost Max Struess. They lost Gabe Vincent. Are they going to be able to replace those guys? And where where do they go from here? Well, time for more trades to be open in the NBA, I guess. <laughs> in general, I feel, after all this. So maybe a hardened, well, I'm not saying hard into Miami, but I feel like Miami will finally start making some moves. I just don't know what at this point in time, to be honest. But I feel like that's what's going to go down for upcoming weeks before training camp. I like, look, I love Gabe Vincent. Not the biggest fan of Max Struess because I, I think I, he, I think he's fine. I don't think he's like the difference maker that they, that they that really he's being played out to be, in my opinion. But, like, I think they can find guys in the G League that can somewhat replace them. I honestly think if they sign Terrence Davis, he can replace Max Strews for them, in, in my opinion. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Mm. But, like, them striking out a Dame is big. However, th- look, I- I'll say this. They're, for this year, they're probably fucked <laughs> for the most part. I, I don't see who, they're, who else they're going to go for. Like, Bradley Beal was a guy that they could have traded for. They didn't do it because they wanted Dame. But this does open up next year, though. And mm. here's my here's my pitch. Things are gonna things are going to things are gonna implode in Philadelphia, and like Harden's gonna be gone after this year, and that's gonna cause Joel Embiid to look at to look at things sideways and say, probably say like, look, this is this situation is fucked. <laughs> get me to Miami. <sighs> Jesus. And they're gonna and they're gonna fire Daryl Morey, and the guy who replaces them is gonna try and get a deal done. That's what I, yep, that's what I'm saying. Joel Embiid is gonna be a is gonna be in Miami by the by the next offseason. Yeah, mark your date. <laughs> Owen said it first. <laughs> well, I'm not the first one to say it. Like, I'm not the only one to say it. Like, I like the thing was before the Dane trade. I was thinking like Giannis might be looking at Miami or Miami specifically will be looking at Giannis, but hmm. you know, 
I, I look, there, there's no guarantee of this, but like that's where I see things going. Like that that Philadelphia situation is fucked. Like there, I don't think there's any way of getting getting back from it. And it's crazy to think like they, this all started from them letting Jimmy Butler go. And hilariously, JoJo's probably gonna end up in Miami with Jimmy Butler, like like how it always should have been. And look, there's no real logical argument I can make that the Heat can beat the, the Heat can beat the Bucks. But let's just say they get matched up in the playoffs again. Are you totally confident that the that the Bucks beat the Heat? Mm, with Joel. In no, no, spot. no, without Joel. Oh. I'm talking about this year's heat against, you know, against the Bucks. Yeah, no, that's that's a tough call. And I would say, yeah, Bucks are probably gonna as long as everyone's healthy, <laughs> the Bucks aren't gonna win it. But like I'm not too confident saying that. Like I would say it's about a 60% chance they beat him. Mm. But there there is a mental edge that Jimmy has over over that team. Now, granted, like you know, with Drew gone, like you know, all the fucked up shit that uh that Jimmy said to Drew, like that I assume that goes away. But he has a mental edge on that team, and I wonder, the most hilarious outcome is that they still lose to the Heat somehow. Ooh, that'd be a wonderful story. Now, how is Boston going to be in about this? You I know what? I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what? What happens if Boston goes for Drew? That would be incredible. Like, look, they lost Marcus Smart. They basically, well, they kind of replaced him with Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. That might be a good idea. Like Malcolm Brogdon, a bunch of picks. That's not a bad idea. And then you can fill in like whatever. Maybe give him Robert Williams. Congrats, you have DeAndre Aiden there. Like, why did you trade for DeAndre Aiden? Um, like, there, there's stuff you can do. Well, I mean, Portland like you said, or whatever, uh, whatchamacallit. But, but, but here's the thing. It still doesn't solve their actual problem if they trade for Drew. They still don't have a fucking point guard. Drew's not a point guard. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Well, the situation in Boston, hopefully they could get a... Well, we'll just have to see how uh, their next season goes off with Brockton. And, uh, her, her, let's trade for KP. Yeah, he's going to say he's going to solve everything. Dumb, yeah. Dumb well, hopefully KP is staying healthy because <laughs> he's not going to be already available. Injured. He's already yeah, injured. Well, he's going to be he's going to be healthy for training camp. So we'll see how that goes. I feel like he's well throughout the season. I'm I got to predict maybe 38 games played <laughs> that, that's really low I, I i give him 40 to 50 i don't know that's that, that's my number <laughs> but <laughs> i don't know i just don't have faith in um terms of uh him staying healthy this was pretty fucked up for me today like i was uh i was on twitter and i'm just scrolling through and the lakers posted like some training videos of uh anthony davis like doing some lifts and okay. I hate that the first thought I came was like, please don't get hurt while doing this. That's a lot of weight right there. Mm. And I was just like, the first thought is like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't snap or something. But, you know, that's, that was the first thought that came to my mind. It's like well, these tall guys who are lanky, it's, it's so scary. I mean, hopefully he knows his body more than, you know, we do. But, yeah, if 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 he knows he could lift that weight, so be it, I guess. 
Okay. Well, that basically covers everything uh, that we have. A pretty, pretty nice, pretty nice, somewhat short episode. Um, just hit, reacting to the Damian Lillard train news. Uh, nice to see kind of the big one of the big dominoes actually fall. Like we finally kind of have some resolution. Even though I don't agree with kind of the process of it, you know, we can finally start to, you know, move on from that and get ready for the season. It, like training camp's about to start like next week. So that's exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean, still a month away from the actual season. Actually, when is preseason? <laughs> because I want to say like two weeks away. It's not that far off. It really yeah, isn't. I'm somewhat excited for that. Yeah, I mean, it, just to showcase, you know, what uh, Sasha has to come. Um, other than that, I mean, so be it. <laughs> It'll just give us that little taste of uh, NBA before the actual season starts, I guess. Yep, cannot wait for the season. And uh, yeah, well, let's see. Let's see if there's any any news coming out of the Kings training camp. Like maybe, well, again, again, like the news we're gonna get is just like, oh, this guy looks good, that guy looks good. Oh, that guy doesn't look good. You don't even you don't hear that usually, but we'll, we'll see. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're all excited. Can't wait to go to games again. And uh, we're we're heading to the arena tomorrow. Which that'll be the first time in a while, you know. And uh, yeah, LA Knight has been announced for that for that show. So, yippee. Yep, I guess we're not gonna get refunds. <laughs> There's a word that that I could think of to describe the situation. You, you have any idea what that word is? Pettiness. What? No. No. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. That I never thought of the refunds. I wanted to go see LA Knight. So I always never think about refunds. I know. Thank thank goodness he got cleared. Um other than that, you know, John Cena will also be there. Um uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, he's a big draw. <laughs> oh well, he ain't the reason I'm going. I mean, granted, I don't even think LA Knight's the reason, but uh, you know, it's, it's nice to go to another event. Let's hope we get something good because like these like the talk about like the regular weekly shows, it is hit or miss, like in the worst way possible. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, let's hope I don't jinx it. I hope it's not like a terrible show, or it's just boring. Yeah, I mean, so far, I don't know. I mean, the previous shows that have come to Sacramento were good. Then again, I I want to say the last show was um that came to Sacramento was raw i want to say and that's when vince came well, out well aw what was the last show to come come here if you want to get real uh, technical about it and apparently that episode wasn't that great even though like on tv i thought it was fine it wasn't great but i thought it was fine well the thing is they filmed what two shows in one day and you know <laughs> the first show started at like what two three o'clock really PM. Didn't Jesus it? Christ! I thought I thought it was just annoying that it was on a Wednesday. Like it's so inconvenient to go no, to these wrestling shows. Wait, yeah, exactly. It was like on a work day, and it was early enough for people to, you know, you, you just gotta have to call out for work just to uh, make it to the first showing. If I remember correctly, now it's been like what, probably two or three months since that show. Yeah. So maybe and I wonder if we get Cody. That'd be interesting. Mm. Like they have been randomly like Judgment Day, I assume will be there. But you know, like the most important thing, LA Knight is there. And 
you know, John Cena will be there too. I don't think Roman is going to be here. I'm pretty sure. I think he's still on vacation and probably not getting the rock. So, you know, right as I say that, I hope we get the rock. <laughs> Just double, double jinx it. So we can get him. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll let you know afterwards uh, how the show goes. Uh, well, I wouldn't I don't think I would say come go say hi to us if you want, but you, you know, like but none of these none of you know what we look like. I don't think so. No, probably but, not. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're we're awkward in in person, so I don't think it'd be the greatest experience anyway. So um either way, yeah, uh can't wait for the season to happen. And of course, can't wait for the WWE show tomorrow. I've never been to an actual like episode before, so this is gonna be new for me. Wait, really? I've never I... been I've only been to pay-per-views. I swore we went to maybe a Raw or SmackDown years back. Nope. Really? That wasn't me. Oh, okay then. Thank, thank you for <laughs> misremembering, but yeah. All right then. Well, I mean, Owen's first, I guess, <laughs> SmackDown or TV episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll 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 have some thoughts afterwards. If I don't have some thoughts, that might actually be worse. Like it was just the, like like when wrestling is just like when you have nothing to say is the worst part. At least like if it's a bad show, I can usually laugh at it. So let, let let's hope let's hope it's just either a really bad show or a really good show. The chances are it's probably going to be a very mid show for the most part. Well, we'll have to see. I mean, we're probably going to get LA Knight saving a John Cena because they didn't, they they couldn't do that angle. So, you know, like I, I look, I I want to be part of the LA the LA Knight pop. I mean, maybe he even opens the show for all we know. Oh well, we better hope that we could get there on time. I guess uh, we should be able to get there on time. Don't worry too much. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that uh, okay. We're just going to end this episode now because we're going on rambling. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully we catch you guys back on the next one. We'll, we'll come up with an episode as soon as we can. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later.